Hello. Hello. And welcome to Catavan Cast, Van Life with a Cat. It's the show where we discuss our experiences travelling through the many countries of Europe and others in a camper van. I'm Ben. I'm Frey. Daga was in my lap, but I made her move. Where's she gone? Uh, she somewhere. She just sat on the floor looking at us. <laughs> she knows we're talking about her, that's all. That's all she needs to know. That's all she needs to know. And today we're doing Morocco part. Four? Four or five. Possibly. Four. No, this is f- maybe it's four. Pretty sure it's four. Anyway, a continuation <laughs> of our Morocco escapade. Uh, it's interesting we get, well, coincidental we get onto this one today. We've just had our camper van back from its MOT. Mm. So it just spent a year doing this trip. Yeah. Talking of an MOT, it failed its MOT. As we expected. As we expected. Yes. They did their work on it. They did. And we got it back. Yep. It's passed its MOT. Yep. Although it's good for another year. It's odd though that they, so the MOT means it's good for another year, but then on the notes it's like but this needs to be fixed asap yeah it's yeah it's, it's, a, it's, it's urgent a, but not urgent yeah it's a it's a minor fault but it is still severe in the description <laughs> of the fault which is i'm sure it's fine it'll be fine uh, and that's appropriate today because on this episode we're going to be talking about the horror <laughs> the horror incident which kind of tainted uh. Yes. Kind of left a bit of a smudge on our experience in Morocco. A little bit. So we finished last episode. We booked a little hotel sort of thing, mm-hmm. a house stay out near Marrakesh. Mm-hmm. We cut that trip short because we heard the garage in Tafloud was having problems with the van. Yes. They couldn't get it started. Yes. So we rushed back all the way around part of the Atlas Mountains. To Tafroud, where we were told that well, Said said, mm-hmm. which is spelled said, said said, <laughs> said said, that the the battery was dead. Mm-hmm. No, it was pretty obvious that wasn't the case. Was I was it? like, no, <laughs> yeah. the battery's not dead. The lights turned on, and the engine started. Like, you could hear it; it was turning over. It was turning it was over ju- fine. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't starting. Yeah. Yes. So I mean, we just had a whole day of driving. So we were like, okay, we'll have a look in the morning. I had luckily had some electrical testers with me. Mm-hmm. So we looked up what the acceptable limits should be, mm-hmm. tested it, it was fine. Mm-hmm. So the battery was reading, it was good. They didn't quite believe that, did they? Nope. So they went and they got their mate with a, with a pickup truck. Yes. Yeah, and yeah. they took that, I think they tried to jump start it, didn't they? Yes. That didn't work. Yep. So then they took our battery out, mm-hmm. put this pickup truck battery in. in. That was actually worse yep. than our battery. Um, we were pretty sure it was the immobilizer. Mm-hmm. Thought that the uh, the battery in the key was maybe May gone. Have gone. Yep. So we took that and got that replaced. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do remember actually the guy. He said, "Oh, your light doesn't. Your light wasn't working on your key." We like, <laughs> There's a light. <laughs> <laughs> So the key works better now. <laughs> that still didn't start the van. Um, but then we were there watching them and they were trying to get the van started. And this was when it got a bit... Heated? Heated, yeah. Because <laughs> they were... Would you want to... So I'm somewhat mechanically savvy. Yeah, you've worked in the motor industry. Yes. Yes. Um, and since before then I've like built motorbikes and things like that so i know my engines as it goes 
So I already said, before we even got back to Tafroot, I said, it's not the battery. Mm. Like, from what he's describing, it's not the battery. When they were trying to turn it on, I was like, it's not the battery, it's something else. But being in Morocco, um, me being a female counts mm. for nothing. I might as well just not be there. Mm. Um, so if I say something, it doesn't count. But then if you repeat the exact same thing, they then open up a dialogue yeah. about it. And I'm like, okay. So I'm sat there getting more and more and more agitated about what these chaps are doing to the van, yeah. <laughs> to my home. Um, so it just got to a point where I just shouted at them. Well, because the thing with the van is that it's... Because it's, it's an old diesel van. It's an old school diesel van, yeah. So it, we've always kind of laughed at how we have to start it up. Like, you, you turn the ignition. Yeah. Not, well, not fully. Like Yeah. You turn the car on and you wait for the... It takes about five, maybe, seconds mm -hmm. for the glow plug lights to turn off. Yeah. And in a better diesel engine, you could then turn it on. But in Moya, you have to, depending on the temperature, mm -hmm. leave it to the count of three or five yeah depending on how cold it is and then turn it on and if that doesn't work try it again it will almost always work the second time yes but these guys they were straight away turning it on and just pounding on the accelerator mm -hmm. trying to pump oh god just kick the cat <laughs> <laughs> that's what i get for trying to mine <laughs> starting think think. listeners can't see you ben <laughs> it's just me you just kick it's the poor cat yeah, i kick the cat my word oh dear Doggo she, came, okay. came to say hello. And she's not coming back. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, they were just... They, they would have flooded the engine. They did flood they the did engine. They did flood the engine. Um, and 100%. They're just going to completely damage the thing. Um, so we had a bit of a go. Just, just told him, like, don't touch it. Like, get away from this, the van. Leave this man alone now. Um, and they, we walked away. And we, when we came back, they very sheepishly came up and said, oh, we're going to get someone in from out of town yeah a qualified person have a look mm -hmm. like, okay fine we'll come in uh the next day but that thing uh that next day was when we stopped in a hotel mm -hmm. because we'd been out to this place near marrakesh mm -hmm. the idea was to get a shower yeah well use the opportunity to have a shower but it was here, she comes. here comes a cat but it was a communal toilet yes with a shower in it um, and there were like two other families, and I think Hamid's family, yeah. using it. So we weren't comfortable showering there. So we booked ourselves a hotel. Yes. And I wonder if people can now hear Dargo's purrs. <laughs> this will be a first. Yeah, this proof, is true. proof we have a cat. <laughs> or um, it's just you making the noises. Just me. I'm just hungry. Um, <laughs> yeah, so we stopped in this hotel in Tafrood, um, which is very good, to be fair. Yeah. Um, they clearly just cleaned it by the time we got in because there was quite a bit of a bleach. No, we had to wait, didn't we? Oh, we we yeah, we did have to wait, yeah. For it to be ready, but yeah, yeah. God, that place absolutely stank. Yeah, <laughs> so, so we had all the... It's clean. Yeah. Um, so we spent the night there and that sort of let us forget about the van yeah. for a bit. And we went back the next day, told the mechanic would turn up. And he didn't turn up until about 5pm. Yeah. But I remember straight away, like as soon as he, he gave it, time for the glow plug light to turn off yep and then turn the key and straight away he's like he knew it wasn't the battery yeah so we thought okay this guy knows what he's doing he might actually be pretty good um so then we were told the oh that's what that's when we met ali yes we did didn't we yeah yeah, yeah. The, to the the guys the young the, chap yeah the guys at the garage over guy who speaks um very good english and he was kind of translating for us um he, he didn't know all the he didn't know the words to describe what was going, what was wrong with it. 
Well, there's a difference between speaking English and knowing technical yeah, mechanical true. language. I mean, um, native English speakers can't do that. Yeah, very true. Uh, so we didn't really know what was going on. I thought it was a few faulty, which I want to say. Um, he said he'd come and fix it tomorrow. Not a big job, quick job, it'll do it tomorrow. Yeah. And they offered us an electric hookup for the van, mm-hmm. which is great. So we sat in. I think we had a pizza night then. We did. We went yeah. and got a takeaway pizza, just sat on our laptops, just like. Uh, just played games. Just played games. Try to forget about the world for a bit. Um, so the guy turned up the next day. This small, easy job uh, ended up ripping most of the front of the van yeah. out. And we're like, okay, what's happening? What's going on? Um, not because we're in. We just we wake up and we're like, oh, the front's gone. Yes. Um. So at this point now, we're in the van, the van won't start, it's not finished being painted yet, there's no solar power. Nope. Uh, we are we are hooked up, but the, the water heater or the water pump uh, does not work off the solar power, off the mains, sorry, no nope. works off the solar power, so we had no water heater, we couldn't run any water, um, the fridge worked, yeah. but we had no means of cooking food because we couldn't get LPG, nope. so this is just like, right, this sucks. Um... Then they eventually did paint. I think they did finish painting it that day. Maybe the next day. Um, Ali then eventually came and told us. That's at the end of that day. Ali came and told us that the mechanic hadn't finished the work. But would come back tomorrow. The following day. Yes. With another mechanic to finish it. Um, I remember at this point. I wrote down in my, in my diary. That we were happy to have Ali. Because we had some proper communication. Yes. But he was too positive. Yes, and very non-confrontational. Yeah, it was. You like I, I can understand the situation. He just wants yeah. everybody happy, but we're like, no, no, this is. Like this a, needs to be sorted. This is a bit. We're a long way from home. This is a bit yeah. boring for us. Like we live in this thing. Yeah. We can't just part. You know, this is this is a huge concern for us. Um. The the next day, the other mechanic did come. They started ripping the whole front off again. Um, and that's when the other camper vans were moved round next to us. Yes. Yeah. So we were now... We made friends. Yeah, we made friends. There was the people... Oh, oh. you going? Where are you going? The dog going to decide <laughs> whether she's going to move into the microphone or not. Yeah, she's out of the way. <laughs> yeah, so the other campers came and joined us. We sat around and chatted with them. There was people from uh, France, Italy. And the Swiss couple turned up. Yes, oh, yeah, there was a Swiss yeah. couple as well, yeah. Um, Oh, Will you stop walking on the microphone? Today. See, when we finally get some in a proper <laughs> location, I can get a boom stand microphone, and it'll be suspended in the air. And you, s- you know, she will still. She will jump up. Yeah. There, yeah. Um, yes. Yeah, so it's we have to, van. We need to have the cat. That's true. We're not in the van. She needs her say. This is true. Um, so we had some friends to speak to, and that was nice. That was nice. Um, and it's, it kind of made me feel a bit more of that um, English-speaking privilege. Because mm. yeah, French, Italian, and Swiss people all speak in English. Yeah, exactly. Because and we're sat there English. like, uh, I can pick up yeah. the odd word. Yeah. Well, yeah, at least yeah, but I was the only person there who only spoke. It was One the only person there was monolingual. Like, yeah. Um, but no, no, we had a good chat with them, and they were giving us tips uh, where to go in Italy because mm-hmm. that was our next big destination. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's when we also told because. Over where we in UK we have Pancake Day mm-hmm. for Shrove Tuesday, but in Italy they have like a week of carnival. Yeah, and we were like, "That's amazing! That's so much better than what we do." And like, well, what do you do? Like, we have Pancake Day, <laughs> and they were amazed by that. 
You mean people come into your schools and make pancakes for you? It's like, yeah, that sounds so much better. No! No, it doesn't. Okay, fine. It's fine. We're going to combine the two and have Pancake Carnival Week. Pancake Carnival Week, yes. You heard it here first. Um, Catavan brings you. (laughs) Uh, But that was the day we found out, the kind of silver lining of this thing. We found out what the knocking noise was that we'd heard in Lithuania. (laughs) Yep, that long ago. Which about four or five other garages hadn't been able to figure out and to be only to be honest these guys only figured it out because they ripped the whole front of the van out yeah um so it was the basically the joint where the wheel sits on the 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 suspension arm arm. yeah the the hole for that had been worn away Mm. so there shouldn't be any give in it and there was so much give yeah it was and the knocking was just the weight shifting on it so this big lump yeah joint this joint is just knocking against the metal mm-hmm. and one of the they came and showed us this and one of the the, the french guys said he's worked as a mechanic with, for some years and he said that is the most worn one he's ever seen yeah he said he's surprised the wheel just didn't fly off as we were driving mm. especially on the roads in morocco he's like you're lucky to be alive yeah with that thing um so they had to replace the whole arm which is just huge big chunk of metal and um, but luckily being in morocco it wasn't that expensive yeah it was like the equivalent it was about 50 euros wasn't it I think so. which i dread to think how much <laughs> that will cost um back in europe um but we got that done and they started chucking all the other bits together and they actually bypassed the immobilizer yeah so yeah maybe we shouldn't yeah. have just announced that <laughs> our van doesn't have an immobilizer but, um, yeah because that, that was the only way to remedy it to get the van to start yeah so that that was the issue it's basically so every now and then the immobilizer of a vehicle can desync yes from the keys um, so we were along the right lines when yeah. we went and got the key the, the batteries changed in the key because yes that can be the issue sometimes but the only way to do it is to take it to a dealership where they will send off for the mm. immobilizer and the key and everything to be reset and then come back. And that process can take three, four weeks. Yeah. From a, from what I'm told. Um, well, and pl- that plus was the fa- plus the fact the nearest Renault dealer was in Agadir. Yeah. Which was uh, maybe a seven eight hour drive. Exactly, and you'd like have that. to get the van to them. Yes. Well, at least the immobiliser to them with the keys to be able to do it. But, yeah, yeah, so that wasn't really possible. Yeah. So we bypassed the immobiliser. We took it for a drive around the town. Mm -hmm. Everything seemed fine. Yeah. We had all the bits put back on. The the paint job was finished. Yeah. Not the right colours. Nope. (laughs) Um, The van is currently yellow, red and green. Yeah. It was supposed to be a lighter yellow, orange and a lighter green. Yeah. Um, but at this point, we were just so like, the we're van just... walks. It's a complete paint job. Um, but it wasn't a complete. I remember Ali came out and yeah. was telling us, like, because we were looking at the paint jobs, oh, they've misbits here, they've misbits there. And you think, okay, they obviously haven't finished. Yeah. And Ali was saying, oh, if, if there's problems, if you have problems, just tell them, just say, and they'll come and do it. And I was like, well, have they finished? Yeah, exactly. Because it doesn't look like they've finished. And if, they're, if they've not done it yet, I don't want to be there telling them. You haven't done this. Yeah. You know? Um, it's like going, oh, you missed a spot when the person's still mopping the floor. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but we eventually got it done. 
and we paid Hassan, the guy who owns the garage, um, and he gave us some paint pots. Yes. So we can touch stuff up later on, which he needs doing. <laughs> needs doing. <laughs> well, I think for the most part, for the yeah. most part, the the colours on the actual bodywork mm. is good and it it's fine. Yeah. It's the, the paint they put on the, the bumpers, all the black stuff. Yeah. That was just black spray paint. Mm-hmm. So that's, we could already see, you, you'd done that before we left yourself. Yeah. Um, and already you can see the gold poking Coming through from through, like yeah. two or three layers of black. Yeah. Because they put a few coats of black on while we were there, they didn't did, they? They did, yeah. Uh, it did look good when it was finished, to be fair. Mm. When it was all fresh. Um, but then we got a drive through Morocco for another five days, so <laughs> that didn't last. Um. And I remember that night was quite um, a little bit poignant, but that was the day in January where Britain officially left the EU. Yes. Uh, we were sat in a car park in the middle of Morocco with French, Italians and Swiss. And Swiss, And just yeah. had a big communal meal sort of yeah. thing. Yeah. That's yeah. where I discovered my love for Harissa. Yeah, this is true. Um, oh, yeah, the Italian girls, they made um, Rosties, didn't they? Yes, yeah. Um, they were amazing. And we introduced them. such fun. We introduced these people to sangria. We did. Uh, it, it, it surprised me that yeah. they hadn't had sangria before. It is quite surprising. Um, but that was our addition. Five litres of sangria. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, chaps. Have fun. And they um, did. <laughs> they did. Um, so yeah, that was our last day in Tafarut. Um And I think we said it last week, but it's worth reiterating. Tafarut is a really good place. It is. Definitely. It was just tainted by all this trouble. We were there for 12 days. Mm. Well, the van was there for 12 days. It um, seemed like forever. Yeah, we went through psychological hell. But you just take a walk down the roads and you look around you and you're surrounded by just mountains disappearing into the clouds. Yeah. It's like someone... It's like concept art for some sort of fantasy mountain <laughs> town. Like, yeah. it's... Now, it is a really good place to visit, and I would recommend it. Just don't get any work done. I think no. one day we will go back. Yeah. Um, See how they're doing. Exactly. <laughs> but just not, yeah. you know. Don't get any work done. Just then. don't get any work done. No. Um, so then we set off. So, yeah, we had five days until all the insurance ran out mm-hmm. on the van. And we had booked a cattle ride in Mazuga. Yes. Which is on the Sahara, in the Sahara Desert. And take her on to the June. So we'd given ourselves two days to get over there with the camel ride going out. I'll double check this. Mm-hmm. Two days to get out there yeah. with the third day being the camel ride out. I see. You yes. spend the night in the desert. Yeah. And then the next day, we've got two days, but well, three days after that. No, I can't be right then. Maybe we had six days. Whatever. Okay. But yeah, we were going to go to Mazuga mm-hmm. and then head back right up the country to, to the north. To the north to get back into Ciotta before uh, insurance ran out. Yes. Because we didn't want to try and cross from Morocco into Spain with expired insurance. insurance. That just doesn't seem like a good idea. So we got out of the town, straight onto, because you're in the middle of the mountains, onto more mountain roads, and I started noticing a wobbling in the steering wheel. Yeah. The only thing was, you can't tell whether that's the van or the road. Yeah. It soon became apparent that it was the van. Mm. Um, it was at certain revs. I think we eventually figured out that the steering wheel would just wobble. Yeah. Um, but it was fairly consistent. And we thought, okay, we need to sort this out. So we were heading to 
uh, can never say the first is that. Yes, what is that? What is that? Which has the Atlas Film Studios. Yeah, which is, which is quite cool. Yeah, which are, we didn't get to visit the studios. No, that's something I definitely like to go back and do. Yeah, definitely. But the 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 in terms of physical space, mm. land size, it's the largest film studio in the yeah. world. Like you said Ben Hur was filmed there. Yes, I believe some so. of the Mummy films were mm-hmm. filmed there. Yeah. Um. So on the way, we just happened because you you these roads just drive through so many little towns and villages mm. and things, and we saw a garage. Yeah. Just a mechanic garage. So we pulled up. The guys didn't speak any English or French. No, not really. So I think the kids spoke a little bit. I think yeah, much, yeah, yeah. It was like a father and son just sat outside yeah. the garage, wasn't it? Yeah. And we tried to you know we could just mime wobble. Yeah. Um. And they, they did rotate the tyres a bit, didn't they? They did. They swapped um, the tyres over yeah. to see if that would help. Yeah, but that didn't help. And they were like, no, we can't. We don't like, know. This is, this is too much. Like, yeah. yeah. Uh, we did pay. Them. They didn't want pain. No. But we thought, well, no, we've wasted your time. So. Exactly. Yeah. Um, we carried on. And now the, the problem then is that every bump, every sound, every smell... I know. Is now something to worry about. Yeah. So that was psychologically a <clears throat> an incredibly long day. Mm-hmm. And we were not not having a good day with that one. It was quite a bad shake as well. I think we spent most of that day in silence because of <laughs> how concerned that we concerned yeah. we were. <clears throat> Which is very unlike us. <laughs> it is, yeah, that's true. Um So we were heading towards uh so uh Vazazat was where we were gonna spend the night. Yes. On the way there. Um, so I'd noticed that the wobbling seemed to ease off at about 80 kilometers an hour. Mm-hmm. And the roads were starting to open up a bit. We were between mountain ranges yeah. at this point. So I'm trying to keep it at 80 kilometers an hour. I was trying to keep it at 80 kilometers an hour so much that I got pulled over for speeding <laughs> oh, because yeah. I should have been doing I 60. About that. <laughs> uh, they caught me on a speed camera. And it's very good how they do it, to be fair. Like we've said before how in Morocco there are regular police checkpoints. Yes. You just slow down and they'll wave you through. <coughs> Excuse me, something back of my throat. <coughs> um and these guys were just in by the entrance to a small town. Mm. And they waved me down and said, uh, yeah, you were speeding. And I was like, Oh god, okay. And they get you out of your vehicle and they show you the recording on the speed camera. Now, we've just had the van painted bright colours. <laughs> and he's like, this is your vehicle, yes? I'm like, yeah. Can't really like, say no. I cannot deny that. Like this. Uh, and he said, yeah, here's your speed. Yeah, you go in. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, fair enough. There was a 150 dirham fine. Yeah. Which is just shy of £15. Pounds, mm-hmm. Which, you know, it's not a lot to us. But yeah. it's obviously enough of a deterrent over there. It would be. Um, and they take all your details down. The guys were very friendly. Yeah. Um... That's because you weren't horrible to them. You kind well, of just like, yeah, right, okay, I, I ima- like, yeah. that was my fault. I imagine, yeah, you gob, gob off at them. They'll probably gob exactly. back. As they were finishing up with me, they pulled over another vehicle. It was a Moroccan car, but it was obviously being rented by a couple of Brits. Mm. And he's like, oh, bad day for the Brits. <laughs> Apparently so, yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that was... Something. That was educational. There you go. Um, so we carried on to Versazat, just outside of Versazat was the Hills Have Eyes garage. Oh yeah, that we accidentally we found after watching the Hills of Eyes. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> insane. <laughs> um, so yeah, that was literally just on the side of the road. Yeah. Um, apparently it's where they filmed... No, we'd watched it in Spain. I didn't. It didn't look like the one from the first film. 
it must be from the mm. second it film. It must be, yeah. Um, because it didn't, I say, didn't look like the one we'd recently watched. Um, and it's just like anything else in Morocco. There's a guy there at the front. Yeah. And he he was showing someone else around, but you just pay him on your way out. Yeah. Just give him a few dirhams. Just look around, take some pictures. Yeah. It's It's still quite cool. It was quite cool. I, I'd say it was, as you as we were going past, it was definitely worth stopping. Yeah. But it's not worth going out of going the for yeah. Unless you're a massive Hills of Eyes 2 fan. fan. Um, <laughs> and that was just outside uh, Vazazat. So we got in there and we happened to find a mechanic mm-hmm. um, who understood the problem, I think, because he spoke a little bit of French. Because uh, I didn't have, should point out, didn't have Arabic installed. On the Google Translate. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was trying it in French. And there was a word he picked up. And he's like, oh, yeah. yeah. He, understood. He just understood. He's like, yeah. right. And I think, okay, good. He's got some idea. And it was a, a big garage mm. with, I don't know what you call them, the, the little rails that lift the van up. Yeah. And a channel thing so they can get in the ground and get have underneath it. it. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, come back in the morning. And we'll have, oh, a, look, we'll have yeah. a look. Okay. And that was the night we slept in a petrol station car park. Yeah, that's basically services, wasn't it? Yeah, which sounds horrible. It was actually a really peaceful night. It, there were showers and toilets if you wanted to use them. Yeah. Uh, there was a restaurant there. Yeah, which, which is sat quite nice food. And the thing I'd forgotten about, reread when I was researching this, mm. they were, there's like a night watchman, obviously mm-hmm. for the, the petrol pumps, and he was playing a recording. It was like just passages of the Quran being read. Oh, yes. But to like the soothing music. Yeah. And that was actually really... Nice. Soothing when yeah. going to sleep. It was quite nice. Um, so the next day, went to the garage. They realigned the wheels. Mm-hmm. they did, yeah, yes. and and the steering wheel. So took the steering wheel because the yes. steering wheel was on was wonky, slightly wonky. Yeah. It wasn't straight when you were trying to drive. Straight. Yeah. So they realigned that. Um, took it for a test drive with me, but still had the same problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we did have to pay them. I didn't write down how much. We did pay them. Maybe I think that 100 was 150 dirham, dirham as yeah, well. Okay. Um, but the they had a, I don't say the secretary or well, a woman working there. The lady, there. yes. The lady working there. She came out because she spoke English really well. And she said to take it to, there was a Renault garage mm-hmm. in the town. Yep. So we're like, okay, cool. We didn't know. The reason why she said that, sorry, yeah. was because they thought it might have, like the wheels needed balancing. But they oh, okay. only had car wheel size. Oh, equipment. that's right. Yes, our wheels are a bit larger. So yeah. she's like, go down to the Renault garage. They might have it. Yeah. There, and if they don't know, like if they don't have it, they'll be able to point you to someone who does. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Just so actually, we were looking at when we were in Tafroud. We were looking at well, the nearest Renault dealership. Uh, it's in Agadir, but it wouldn't have been. It would have been in Vozazat. No, Vozazat is further away than Agadir. Oh really? Yeah, definitely. Okay, fair enough. Well, whatever. Uh, so we went to the Renault. Oh, that's right. Then we asked her. We said, "Could you just write down, yeah, in, exactly what you in said. Arabic, what we need doing? Yeah, so we can just hand these people a piece of paper." <laughs> exactly. and, uh, uh, so we found this uh, Renault dealership. But Vazazat just points out, I suppose, is um, obviously because it's the city of the film studios. Mm. So you're on quite a big grand road on the way into town yeah, it's and it's all very clean road, yeah. and it's it's it wasn't really touristy i wouldn't say no not to not comparable to like essaway or places like that mm. but it's still you tell us a, you can tell there's a fair bit of money there yeah a disproportionate nice. of money there. it was yeah. quite a nice place and we found the Renault dealership and he sort of looked at it and was like 
I don't know whether he couldn't do it for whatever no, reason. No, he, he said that he couldn't, that the guy he uses was the one he pointed us to. Oh, okay, yeah. fair enough, yeah. So we just had to drive around the corner to some other garage. Yeah, um, to, to a tyre and wheel place. Yeah, and they got us in, and they rebalanced the wheels. Yes. Which I'd never seen done before. They just put weights on the yeah. wheels, don't they, to balance yeah. it. And they did that, and apparently that was 120 dirham. Mm-hmm. We sat and had a coffee while they did it. We did. And then... The luxurious we, part of our trip where we can just, like, oh, yes, it's okay, we've got time to kill. Yeah, we'll, we'll just have a coffee. Time to kill, and it is cheap. Yeah, exactly. We'll have a coffee while the yeah. men work. Yes. Um, well, we spent most of these podcasts complaining about how we didn't have any money, so now we That's just very true, just actually, yeah. That's very you true, know? yeah. <laughs> um, no, it would have been nice to go on uh, a tour or something of the film studios. It would have been, um, but another time. Like I say, we could have afforded it. Exactly. But we just didn't have the time. Mm-hmm. If it's not money, it's time with us. Exactly. It's always something. Uh, so they did that. We started driving out towards our stop for the next night, which was a uh, Tingir. That's probably not how you pronounce it. Tingir. Tingir. Um, the van felt better at first, mm. but then we got out into more open roads, and it was there. There was still a wobble. Yeah. But now it was. It kind of changed each time you started the engine. Mm. Sometimes it'd be better. Sometimes it'd be worse. <laughs> it was just odd. Uh, it seemed to get to a certain amount of revs and it would ease off. So yeah. that was fine. Um, so we carried on. Uh, Valsazat apparently is also known as the Gateway to the Sahara. Is it? Yes, yeah, so I've written down. Valsazat? Valsazat, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so. Alrighty. I mean, it wasn't. When you think of the Sahara, you think of sand dunes and things yeah. like that. It wasn't that, but it was still what you would call. Desert, desert, a rocky yeah. desert, and that was when we drove past. I'm uh, probably going to get a pronunciation rather for this one. The no, probably not actually. The Nor One Thermosolar Plant. Oh yes, great that big thing. solar plant. Yeah. Yes. Do you know what Nur means? No. Nur is light. There you go. That makes sense. In That's Arabic. clever. Yeah. That's clever. <laughs> see, um, that's just a huge solar plant. You can't really see it from the main road. I think we saw. So it's one of those solar plants have a big tower in the middle. Mm-hmm. And then they have solar reflectors all around it. And they reflect the sun into the tower mm-hmm. in the middle. Yeah. Um, but what we... So you could see a little bit of the tower, I remember. But yeah. the really cool thing we could see is like where other beams of light were being reflected and meeting each other. Yeah, there's two spots, I think, if I remember correctly, yeah, where was, they met all crossed over in yeah, the middle. Just like a, just a light spot yeah. in the sky. And it's like, wow, okay, that's... I think I managed to capture it on the camera as you well, did. which I didn't expect it to. Yeah, so that you was did. Cool. That was really It's cool. a terrible photo, but we know what it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, then we just carried on along these... Just, uh, no more mountain roads. Yes, Just big, true. straight roads. And through... Again, not what you'd pick when you say desert, not sandy desert. Mm. But rocky expanses of but not again, a lot. In quite a lot of countries, like where you say it's just an open, straight road you kind of just like, oh, well, that must be quite boring. But not in Morocco. It was no, still... No, still, well, they were still, still scenic on the horizon. Exactly. You're still surrounded by mountains. They're just a long way away. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's so beautiful yet strange. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then we eventually got to a thing here, which was a huge city. And they were having a lot of work done, weren't they? They were expanding the yeah. city massively. Uh, and I think... Part of our maybe ignorance or naivety, I'm not sure. I think because we thought, oh, we're now in 
Wazazat was the gateway to the Sahara. Mm. So it must get pretty desolate out here now. <laughs> like, no, not in the slightest. No. Because um, it's still touristy areas. And I say, seeing here was an absolutely huge place. Uh, our stop was outside of the city. Yeah. Basically in someone's back garden. Yeah. Um, that was where we saw the warning sign for camels. For camels. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, which, you know, does that every day. Uh, so yeah, we stopped in these guys. We we've just missed his entrance to his house, and he just happened to be outside. Yeah. And he was like, "Oh, a place to stay." And well, yeah, this is where we're going. So we got in, pulled up. I think there was a German woman. Yes. I sort of sat outside her camper van yeah. next to us. And I think the guy was very friendly and all that, but too friendly. It was a it was a creepy kind of friendly. It's, yeah. It's, like, yeah. All, all the kids were coming up and like. No, it's one thing, you, this, this might sound arrogant or what, I don't know, you think, oh, all the kids are coming and saying hello, things like that, you think, oh yeah, because they're seeing yeah, new they're, people they're, from exactly. new places and things like that, but no, but they it were wasn't kind of like, like that, it wasn't. This one kid was like, he came up to me and said, oh, have you got any chocolate for me? And I said, no. And oh, then we I, don't eat chocolate. And then I was like, oh, next time I'll bring some sort of thing, but then his granddad, I think, called him over, and then they just he went into the darkness of the house and then just started being shouted at. Oh, well. I was like, oh God, what's happening here? Well, when I looked at the reviews for that place, because we were mm. looking for somewhere to stop yeah. in that area, when I looked at the reviews for that place, people did say that, like, everything's fine until you're about to leave, yeah. kind of a thing, and then all of a sudden they want more money, and the kids want stuff, and they get quite yeah. aggressive, and things like that. I mean, we didn't get any so. of didn't get any of that, but we were saying, "Oh no, we're leaving early in the morning yeah. to get to." We wanted to get to Mazuga and just sort of walk around and have a look, basically. Yeah, before our time. Before. And he's like, "No, no, no! You can say, oh, you can get there in two hours. It's fine. Stay here, have lunch." You're like, "No, we're we're leaving." Going. Uh, I didn't have the exact money to give him. He had to go and get change, and it was about twenty minutes getting that. And on there, like, is it we worth waiting <laughs> for? We need to leave, but we did leave uh, before we got. Threatened into the family or whatever, <laughs> or sworn in. You live here now. Yeah, um, but that day was actually a really good day driving-wise. Mm. There was very little wobble. Yeah, uh, we stopped a few times just to sort of take in the enormous the vastness yeah. of where we were, and then you start as you get closer to Mazuga, all the fossil shops. Yes. Start popping up, and yes. there, there was the one that we stopped at on the way out, wasn't it? The, like the side of a mountain. Mm. He's just painted on it like fossils. With a big arrow. <laughs> um, yeah, and there are all these people just set up, because it's all an old riverbed or something, like an yeah. ancient riverbed, so there's just fossils everywhere, and these people just make their living chiseling, chiseling away ancient fossils, remains. Yeah. It's That's so cool. It is really cool. But we didn't there's stop. Also, there, so. Was that close to, or am I thinking of a time after that? Because I think we went past it twice. Mm. The big giant dinosaur. Yes, it was like a Triceratops. I think, I think so, it yeah. Was. yeah. 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 That was quite cool. I don't think that was that wouldn't have been a real one. No, of course yeah. not, but <laughs> it was a dead one. <laughs> was it? Yeah, just so you know. Okay, yeah. sure. Um yeah, we also drove we did drive through quite a few little towns, towns yeah. on, on little roads, didn't we? Mm. Um Yeah. Yeah. Um on the way to Mazuga. Mm. Which we've been told was quite touristy. Yeah. Uh, because <laughs> that's where people go to ride camels. Because uh, Mazuga's on, like, from about half an hour before you get there, you can see these sand dunes yeah. on the horizon. You're like, right, yeah. okay, this okay. is <laughs> this is it. We're in the Sahara now. <laughs> um, 
and then you we got into well we drove through the village which is where we had to get to for our camera ride. yes because that's just outside mazuga and we got to mazuga and literally like you, there's a, a t-junction at the top end of the town mm-hmm. and we turn left to get yeah. into the town and there's a little like a cafe or something on the corner and this guy came running out of his cafe waving his arms trying to into the road to try and get us to stop to go to his cafe yeah like, hello hello come in drink i have drinks like, oh, no well, <laughs> no thank you no thanks and we carried on and there's just people Whoa, trying to beckon you in and the road you sort of carry on past the whole town yeah and i remember you go through the big like a gateway archway sort mm-hmm. of thing and then the road eventually just stops Yep. and becomes sand it literally like that is it the yeah, tarmac, the tarmac just turns stops. into sand and there's it's just quite cool <laughs> a sand dune in front of you and you're like okay <laughs> uh, and there's a big car park there so we pulled up and straight away someone's over there trying to sell us stuff stuff yeah um, like, no, we just want to go walk in the sand because my thinking was this is the Sahara yeah right? biggest desert is that right biggest desert on the planet maybe yeah big desert anyway yes. stretches all the way from Morocco through Algeria mm-hmm. into Tunisia. Tunisia in the Sahara is where they filmed Star Wars. Therefore, <laughs> I'm on Tatooine. <laughs> and I'm happy now. Um, okay. Yeah. Um, Good to know what was going through your mind at the time. <laughs> <laughs> I think also a guy was trying to sell us. Uh, yeah, that was to, the guy was trying to get us to come to his uh, ATV, well, yeah. like quad bike tour thing. Yeah. And we were like, well, we've already got camera rides booked. And he's like, well, you come to me the day after. I was like, well, yeah, we'll come and have a look tomorrow. Well, I'm going to come and look tomorrow. Um, So then we actually went back. There's a great big hotel on that road. enormous resort thing, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, So we just went in. They had a cafe, so we just went in there for a coffee. Mm. We were just sort of... We weren't even in a cafe, were we? No, we just kind of went upstairs to their, like, little restauranty yeah and i think bit. it seemed like he was the owner he came and he was yeah. like i'll get you a coffee and like, cool Thanks. yes thank you <laughs> you know you don't want a room no no, no just a just a coffee, coffee first <laughs> um yeah so we actually didn't explore mizuga um be- as much as we'd like to yeah uh because we're just not fans of that aggressive sales technique yeah they're just constantly up to you and i suppose it's the off season so they don't have much yeah, choice I of guess. customer um but it just it, it doesn't make us comfortable no so we didn't unfortunately um so we just drove back to where we were going to get our camels from mm-hmm. i can't remember, i couldn't forget remember the name of the village or settlement or whatever you'd call it no no okay. um sure but they had a big car park well, they had a car park. They had we, a car park. We, we, we pulled just up tucked the, away yeah pulled up at the hotel and so yeah you can leave your car leave your van in there for a the night if you want so we did um because the trouble was whether or not the trouble the confusion was we were under the impression that we would be given a room in this hotel yes so we drop our things in the hotel like our torches and such mm-hmm. and then we go out on the camels of the desert spend the night there yeah. and then when we come back we can have a shower or whatever and then leave again uh, that wasn't the case and we were being taken out into the desert there would be showers weirdly in the desert uh, and then we just come back and leave. Yes. Um, but I wrote down the guy's name. Mohammed was there to meet us. Yes. Who I think you'd spoken to. So no, he... no, no. I'd spoken to his brother. Oh, okay. All right. Yes. Um, so he brought us in. He sat us down. He made us tea. He gave us some nuts to eat. 
Yes. Basically, while we were waiting for the others to turn up, we were going out in a little group. Yeah. Um, they eventually turned up. We jumped into the cars, and they drove us out there. Yep. So the other people in the group, there was, I think it was, they were a French couple, weren't they? Yes, but the chap was from Senegal. Oh, that's right. Yes. Yeah. That's right. And they had a guide. Yes. With them. Oh, yes. 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 yes who they did. didn't ride on the camels, but he walked with us. Sort of yeah. Thing. Um, Which fair play because walking on sand dunes is hard. Yes, yes it is. <laughs> and of course we had Dargo with us. We did, yeah. We thought we were taking Dargo on a camera, so we told them beforehand that we were bringing the cat. Um, and they're like, yeah, that's fine, no problem. We paid for a private tent mm-hmm. out in the desert. So they drive you out, and there's loads, this whole area is just full of hotels. Yeah. Right up to the edge of the dunes, and we drove down basically to one of the other hotels. And there were just four camels waiting for us. Mm-hmm. And so we all get on. And I was on the back. Yeah. Which I like because then I'm, I'm going to be able to see anybody who falls off. <laughs> and you were in front of me. And so we get on these camels and Dargo's... I can see Dargo through the bag. Yeah. So we get up and Dargo's just looking at this camel. The like, one I'm on. Uh, just like, what's happening? And occasionally, what he, occasionally trying to give her a sniff and she's just like hissing at him. <laughs> Because I think she'd go for a camel. Like, oh, I think she she would. <laughs> if, if, if she, she felt backed down no. from a challenge. Uh, and so we were we were off. We were on camels in the Sahara Desert. That's, it still um, seems so surreal. Yeah. So the way this one worked, I imagine you can get all sorts of different packages if you pay the money for it. Oh yeah, of uh, course. We went out maybe about twenty minutes, half an hour mm-hmm. or so. I, I can't really. I can only really estimate the times. I can't yeah. really remember. And they take you out to the, the foot of a huge Yes, dune. Erg Chebi, I think it is, a Chebi, something like that. There you that. go. That's like one of that's one of the biggest dunes in that part. Oh, okay. Yeah. Fair enough. And they just sort of they didn't they didn't communicate this well because they just sort of oh we're gonna get off for a bit of a break. Yeah. So we all got off, but then people started so other groups were meeting there as well. Mm. And people started trekking up to the top of this huge dune. dune yeah. And I was like, Well how long have we Got, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but after going up one of the smaller ones, we decided it doesn't matter because there's no way I'm going to climb up the top of that thing. <laughs> um, and then we let Dargo out on the Saharan sand. We did. She's not quite sure about sand, is she? No, no, because it, it's um, not solid. Yes. So she's a little bit like, uh, it yes. looks. <laughs> what is this? The floor is not stable. It feels weird on my toe beans. <laughs> and we were probably there for the best part of an hour, weren't we? I think so, yeah. yeah it was a good long while. And we all got back on the camels, and then they took us out to another bit, kind of like a pockmarked sort of mm-hmm. bit, with loads of little bumpy hills. And we sat there and watched the sun set. We did. Over the Sahara. Yeah. Which is very nice. And that's where one of my favourite photos of you and Dargi comes from. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Dargo was very... She was using me as, like, shelter <laughs> in the desert. She just clung to me the whole time well you're this like um, big imposing structure <laughs> in this vast open land you create a lot of shade exactly what you're saying um and yes we watch the sunset and then you get on and then you go to the camp for the night because by the time yes. we got there it's pretty much dark dark yeah um and then did we go to our, i don't know we sat for a bit they had tea and i think nuts and chocolate or yeah. something waiting for us and we dropped our stuff off in the tent mm-hmm which was so they were permanent, semi-permanent yeah. tents. So it was like wooden frames, yeah. all nailed together, just with thick rugs yeah. thrown over the top of them. And kind you had of like the, yurts, but yeah. not quite. Yeah. Yeah. 
And you have the Moroccan beds inside, which just like a kind of glow into Hamid's beforehand, so we were kind of prepared <laughs> for that. So just a rock hard bed and just lots of thick blankets yeah. to keep you warm. Um, kept us warm though. It really did I mean, keep us warm. We slept in the middle yeah. of the I say middle of the desert, but we were in the desert. In January. And it was cold. Yeah. Um, so we left Dargo. We had to tie Dargo up in the tent while we went for our meal. I thought we took Dargo with us for the meal. She was in the bag. No, we brought. We did walk her out at one point, but not for the meal, I don't think. Oh, okay. No, I think we brought her out. I can't remember. Um, but we did leave her in there for a bit by herself. Yeah. And we went out. Because we kind of went out and sort of socialised a bit. Um, and then they had dinner. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's uh, maybe it was after dinner we took Dargo back. Back, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we went out, and the guy, the um, I don't know, tour guys, the Berbers, I'm not sure. Yeah. They were Berbers, not sure. They brought out some musical instruments. They were playing. They were trying to get us to sing and dance. Oh, now, that's not at, at this point, the I think the French couple, yes. sorry, the French girl and the Senegal guy, had gone to bed. Yeah, they had. Uh, so we were with people from another group, so we had the two German lads mm-hmm. who were on holiday together, and I think she was a Korean girl? Yes, I think who so. Who was by herself. And none of us wanted to dance. No. Uh, so, but then they started passing around drums, and I was like, right, here we <laughs> My go. My moment to shine. My moment. Um, <laughs> so we had to plan the drums for a bit, and then we just sort of sat just talking just talk yeah. to people. Um, I will point out in this bit, I was not willing to participate. And yes, that is very uh, unsporting of me. But uh, I have zero rhythm. I don't think anybody like, wanted to participate. I was, I was happy to participate when the drums came out. Yeah, but that's what I mean. Um, like, at the drums, they were trying to get me involved. And uh, I was yeah. just like, no. <laughs> I literally cannot even clap in time to music. This is not happening. Um, but no, then we were all telling stories about how we all have different names for the constellations. Yeah. Like, we were on about the... I know we don't... Like in, it's not the Big Dipper, it's the Plough. Plough, yeah. Or the Great Bear. Yeah. But then the Germans, well, I know we call it something, something else. else. And yeah. then the Moroccans, well, I know we call it this, and this is mm. the story of it, things like that. Um, and we started quite late. We did, that. yeah. Just, just sat out, because so, it was a perfectly clear night. Mm. Uh, and it's so deathly quiet, apart from the dogs. Because you're still in Morocco and there's still dogs barking at <laughs> night. Um, and then we went to bed with the intention of watching the sunrise. Yes. Uh, the night wasn't great. No. Uh, because there, uh, there must be wild cats or something. Yeah. Because they were on the roof of the tent. And we, woke, was... we woke up because Dargo was just hissing. Yeah. She didn't know what... Excuse me. She didn't know where she was hissing at. It was quite distressing. Mm. Especially because I then put my light on on my phone and now she's squinting and just hissing. <laughs> I was like, okay, that's a horrific sight. I don't like seeing that. Um, but we did eventually get to sleep and we got up and uh, they'd set up, they're like sand chairs, I suppose. Yeah. It's all metal ch- tables and chairs where they've got huge feet so they don't <laughs> sink. And there was one on the little dune, so we walked up there and sat and there. The two German lads and the Korean girl came out and watched yeah. the sun rise up over the other side. That was quite uh, cool. That was really cool. And then we all went in for breakfast, which we is did. just a traditional Moroccan yeah. breakfast. Yeah. There's little like, jams Olives, and honey, breads and bread. things. Yeah. And then we got back on the camels. Oh, that's right, because the, okay, the French girl and the Senegal guy, mm. had they didn't they didn't ride the camels back, did they? No, I think they were in a hurry, weren't they? Yeah, they got in a car and went. So they said, all right, well, the two, the rest of the two groups will go together then. So yeah. we rode back out with the two German guys and the Korean yeah. girl. Um, and that was just one trek. You didn't go to the, the dunes at all. 
sort no. of cut across and in one go got to a place and just waited for the cars to come and pick us up. Yeah. Well, I think it was that that morning ride back was optional. Yeah, um, I think it was. Yeah. But we all kind of we enjoyed it. Yeah. And the Korean lady, mm. she didn't get a ride out oh, because she right. arrived later. Yeah, that's right. Um, so that they like. She was asked, like, do you want to ride a camel back because we've got a spare one? Mm. And she kind of looked at me like, should I? I was just like, yes, come with us. Yes, like, definitely. Let's do this. <laughs> You're um, in the desert. You should ride a camel. You really should. You're going <laughs> to miss it if you don't. Um, so that was nice. Yeah. We got back there. We, we all piled in. Somehow we all managed to fit in one car <laughs> um, and drove back to the same hotel. Yeah. Uh, I think at that point, the... Um, because the Korean girl was on her own, I think they just happened to be going the same place. Yeah, they were. Uh, she went with the German guys. Yeah, yeah, they gave her a lift up to so that wherever worked they out. were going. Yeah, yeah so that nice. worked out well for them. Um, also, we told her where... I think they hadn't been in the country long. They'd only been there about a week. Uh, what, the German think, chaps? Yeah, German chaps. Yeah, yeah, they were just out for a small holiday. They yeah. weren't... Yeah, it wasn't anything um, major. They seemed to do that all the time, because they were saying... Yeah. ...about the other places they'd been to. They were nice um, lads. They were. And... Because this was technically the end of our... That was our last like holiday destination in Morocco. We yeah. now had to get from Mazuga <laughs> to... We had two days. We had two that days. that day. Well, we had the rest of that day. The whole next day. Yeah. And then the day after that, I think it was the Friday. Mm-hmm. And that's when we had to be out of the country. Yes. So oh, we covered the actual crossing in the first, the first yes. episode. Whatever. Probably should have written that down. We've <laughs> I don't know what it is. The first Moroccan one. Um, but we still had to get there. So we're in... No, to lie to say, it's one of the more southern parts of Morocco. Morocco's an odd shape. Yeah. Um, it's... It was a long drive. It was. So we picked our spot the first day. We were going to go to a little spot just south of a town called Azro. Mm-hmm. Azro, not sure. Because they said... The listing said there were macaque monkeys. Yeah, apes. Apes, Remember? sorry. Uh, no, no tails. Um, there are macaque apes in the trees. Mm-hmm. So we were like, that's cool. Yeah. We'll go there. Um, well, saying that out loud now, after all the hassle we had with the van, it seems dark to willingly go to where there's apes, which could start pulling things off. And they weren't that Messing bad. with it. Well, they weren't there, were they? They are not that aggressive, Definitely. yeah. No. Um, so that was a long drive, but... <laughs> I think to date. Boy, what a drive. That was the most diverse drive on the entire trip. Yes. So we started off in the Sahara Desert. Mm-hmm. Very much in the Sahara Very Desert. Very much in the Sahara Desert. We went through towns, we went through villages, we went through cities. We went through canyons. We <laughs> went by lakes. We went by rivers. Yep. We started off with dry rivers and ended up in... We were going past reservoirs and exactly. dams and all sorts and mountain roads and valley it roads. It was just crazy. It's such a beautiful drive. And we ended it um, in amongst pine trees. With snow with on the snow ground. With snow on the ground. And actually being cold that night. Yeah. Uh, but on the way there, I remember the, the van was uh, struggling a little bit. Like there wasn't much acceleration. Mm. And then we realised that we are, despite being on flat ground and there's still mountains around us, mm. above us, we were, I can't remember how much, but a couple of kilometres above sea level. Yeah. Like we were high up and we think, well, that's why there's not enough oxygen. 
the air's thinner. Yeah, Paul Moy Moy is struggling. Yeah, the engine's not coping with it too well. <sighs> That's also where there was the snow barriers. Yes. I believe. Yes. Yeah, before some towns and we yeah. were like, oh dear. Well, I'm not sure whether we mentioned that or not, but sometimes in Morocco you'll be driving and you're going to either in or just out of a village. Mm. And there'll just be a barrier. Yeah. Which will hopefully be up. Yeah. And uh, if it's down, that means that road goes over mountains and it's currently okay. impassable. Yeah. Mm, excuse me. So we stopped there and we didn't see any macaques, unfortunately. But probably because we were, the place we stopped, there were loads of people there, weren't there? There were. And there were people in the woods having campfires. Yeah. And you're like, oh, really? Like, see, this is the kind of, the, the, there were people there who, and we've said before about when you're stopping in places, you know, you need to be respectful. Mm-hmm. And the people were just the not, area. Not at all. You look at them and you're like, right, this is the reason the people ban camper vans. Mm-hmm. This is why Portugal hates camper vans. Yep. Stop it. Uh, I mean, Mor- then again, Morocco is not exactly the cleanest of countries, but it's still, not. But that doesn't mean that you can of... just add to the problem rather yeah. than taking away from it. Um, which is a shame. That's also the first time we've seen British number plates in a while. Yep. Uh, but we had no interest in mingling with anybody. No. Um, so we spent the night there, and then we carried on. The next day, we were going to the town of Martil, mm-hmm. which is part of the city of Tetuan. Yes. Which is about 20 minutes south of the border with Ciota. Ciota, yeah. Uh, the drive, still very impressive drive. Oh, yeah. Uh, not nearly as diverse. And most of it that day was toll roads. Did I drive that day? No, you didn't drive at all since we, when we had the van. Oh, okay. The van, no. um, but that is when we stopped to take advantage of um, people, like the pottery stores on the side of the road. Mm. We wanted a tagine pot. Oh, yes. Tajine man. And they just... Because you can get tagine pots and cups and all sorts of... Anywhere, any city, anything like that. Yeah. But these are just independent people. They just make... Well, they're, they're, they're just little stalls right next to their kilns, aren't they? They're yeah. not... <laughs> yeah, and they're just on the side of the road. There's just pots, pottery. Yeah. You know, I'll come and have that. And you got the tagine pot for it's about a fiver, is it? Yeah, Equivalent. if that. If yeah. That, yeah. And Four or five pounds. And as a reference, we looked. If you want to buy one off Amazon, <laughs> uh, some of them are about eighty pounds. So. <laughs> yes. Um, you mean I can flog my? Yeah. No, I wouldn't do that. Although uh, we did miss out, we did stop at one of the fossil shops on the way out. Didn't yes, we? we did. Um, the only thing with that, the guy, he had so much. He did. And some of it was absolutely amazing. Mm. Um, but we didn't have the money uh, to pay him what we thought was fair. No. Um, because he goes into this just vast open field yeah pulls out rocks and cleans these fossils out and polishes, polishes them, them and all that you think yeah. the, the work he's put into it it wouldn't be fair the amount of money we were willing to pay wouldn't be fair to him no um so we didn't yeah give him any money which sounds which sounds worse weird. yeah but, but yeah yeah um so we thought well we'll get some tagine part anyway yeah um and then we got into St. Martil, which is part of Tetuan. And that was a proper campsite, which is about a five-minute walk from the, the beach. Yeah, and that was quite a nice beach, yeah. wasn't it? Well, we found out that that place, because um, Tetuan's actually a bit inland, mm. whereas Martil was the, I suppose, borough, if you like, mm-hmm. actually on, on the coast. And then we read there that that is like a, a local tourist place. Yes. That's where Moroccans go for their summer holidays, mm-hmm. sort of thing. And it is just a big 
beachfront town. Yeah, with a massive promenade and yeah, things like that. Pretty decent market actually. There was a quite a sprawling market. Wasn't yeah, it? down all the streets. That's a tip. Yeah, if you because we did some shopping there before coming into Spain because we were like all the fresh veg and everything like that. We can get some from the market there. Yes, save yeah. ourselves a fair bit of money as well. Yeah, um, and that was awesome. That market is really cool. Yeah, and that's down. I don't know where. It's, it's, oh, I can't. I tried. I tried look to find it up. It on the map, <laughs> but yeah, but it's uh, we walked quite away, and there was a so that market was like all the fresh fruit. Yeah. Things like that. But they're also on the streets, so we're just, you know, mm. uh, more of a street market, so selling, like, bags, tracksuits, yeah. things like that. Yeah. Um, I think so the best way to describe that is if you just keep the sea on your left yeah, and just walk down. Yeah. Uh, you'll eventually get to this open bit of road and the market's, like, across the river. Yeah. Um, Something like that. Yeah. Um, and that was it. We stayed at a campsite, like a proper... You know, you go in and pay and they have yes. toilet blocks, shower blocks, things like that. So we did all that. Um, and got prep ready to head to Europe. Yeah, again. Europe and Africa before getting back across. Hmm. Uh, so that was not a pleasant crossing. Um, but we went into that on the border crossing. Yes. Well, the, actually, no, the, cr- the crossing wasn't bad. There was troubles. Yeah, Incidents. Well, which we were warned about beforehand anyway, so we, we, were. we, we knew, we were aware. We were. We can, uh, all we can do is make other people aware. Yeah, really. and we later learned that the queue we had was... We were actually we, very fortunate. We could have had such a worse wait to get over that border, Yeah, and we didn't, which is good. And so that was Morocco. Morocco. It kind of ended on a, an odd... The last week was really up and down. <laughs> like, yeah, one of the absolute low points of the whole thing. Yeah. Um, to one of the the highlights yeah in the desert yeah. I don't think we covered no we didn't cover um, yeah how we fixed or what was wrong with the van when we fixed it no no okay um, I think we said we'd cover it in this one we haven't got to go on for too long because we're just pushing an hour at the moment okay but um, so we still had the wobble yes but it was uh, not very noticeable luckily for the long drive back to Spain so we got into got into Seattle, got on the ferry, got back to the mainland, mm-hmm. and I think we we realised we're near Gibraltar. Yes. They speak English. Yep. So you gave them a ring. Uh, their garage is too small to fit a Renault Master. Yes, and the next availability was I think two three weeks. Oh, that's right. Something yeah. like that. Yeah. So we were like, okay, that's okay. not a possibility. No. Uh, so then you got on. It was like a live chat service. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Um, for the place nearby in Algeciras. Yep. They couldn't do us. Nope. So correct me if I'm wrong on any of these points. Sure. Then they, so that was on the Friday. Mm-hmm. They then got you booked in for a place in, I can't remember the name of the place. I can't remember where, somewhere, some town further up the board, further round. Yeah, uh, it was between Portugal. Algeciras and Cadiz, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Uh, for the Monday morning. So we got round there first thing. They came out and said, no, you physically can't fit in the garage. <laughs> so... We got back on the live chat service. They managed to get us in that day in Cadiz. We got into Cadiz. Uh, we left the guy to look at it. We booked an Airbnb for the rest of the week. Mm-hmm. The guy, uh, it was the owner, came out and had a look at it, and because he spoke English. Yes. And he said the manager. Be, the manager, sorry. He said, "Yeah, this is going to be about till the end of the week to get this done." Yes. So, okay. So we're in this apartment in Cadiz, and the thing I like about this, I don't know whether it's all Renault dealerships or all dealerships or what, but they will send you videos and photos yeah. of the work they're doing. Of what's going on. 
and now I can't remember exactly where this thing was, but they they thought we'd need a new gearbox. Be- or a reconditioned one. one, yeah. Because they couldn't find the ball bearings. Yes. For the transmission the arm. Transmission arm. So where the transmission arm connects to the gearbox, there's normally a whole load of ball bearings in there. Mm. But when they took it apart, there was nothing. Yeah. And they were worried that the ball bearings had shredded, basically, yeah. and gone into the gearbox. Yeah. Which would ruin everything. And would cost about 2,000 euros. To two, yeah, two to 3,000. Two to 3,000 to repair. On top of all the other work they needed doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're thinking, right, this is the end of the trip. Yeah. This is it. We're going to have to go home. But then the next day, maybe, or two days later, Mm. they sent us a message and a video that, no, we know the ball bearings have not shattered because it's been replaced with a bit of hose pipe. Yes, red hose pipe. A little bit of red hose pipe. I hope we've still got that video somewhere. We need to try and look at it. And just a little bit of hose pipe sticking out where the ball bearing should be, and that's what was making it wobble. Yeah. So they... Well, they replaced the entire transmission arm. Well, they replaced the right. bearings and everything like that. So. And that was it. Got rid of the wobble. Yes. And <laughs> all of that. Yeah. Because we wanted a paint job. Yeah. But they did solve the wheel falling off. They problem, did do that, which we didn't even yes. know about. So that's dangerous. Arguably, there's an argument to be made that was worth all the stress. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Not a convincing argument, but um. An argument all the yeah. same. Uh, so that's it. That's that was Morocco. That was Morocco. Which means I can quickly go through the trivia. Oh my yes. That people yes, may have been can. waiting like four or five episodes for. Um, we probably mentioned half of these in the episodes anyway. Um, so Morocco trivia. Here we go. Yes. Uh, Rabat is the capital city, mm-hmm. not Marrakesh, um, but Casablanca is larger because it's almost double the size and six times the population. That's crazy. Which is insane. Yeah. Um, number two, the flag, mm-hmm. which is just, uh, just red with a green, green five star. five pointed star yeah. on it, and it's five. This is a little bonus one. It's five points for the five pillars of Islam. Yes. Yes. Uh, it's been used since 1915. It only has two colours: red and green. Red represents the bravery, strength, and the hardiness of the people and the troubles they have been through to keep their country. Mm-hmm. And. Oh, it's not the bonus points in here. Yeah, five star, <laughs> five point star because five points of Islam, and it's green because it represents uh, joy, love, and happiness in their culture. Yeah, there, you go. there you go. Uh, yeah, this one by Acreage Atlas Studios, which is um, five kilometers west of Vazat. There you go. Is the world's largest film studio measured by acreage? Interesting word, acreage. Acreage. It's interesting that it's by acreage, not by meter squared. No, by acreage. By, by acreage. Um, Fez. Which, unfortunately, we didn't get to go to. No. Um, is home to the world's oldest university. That's quite cool. Yeah. Which was founded in 859 AD, and I'm not going to be able to pronounce this, but Alcawawinian? Wien? Alcawawinian. Maybe. Wien. Not sure. A uh, lot of Y's and I's in there. Um, number five. The tallest peak in North Africa mm-hmm. is Jebel Tubkar. Mm-hmm. I think we figured out Jebel is mountain, isn't it? Yes. I think, yeah. Is that not the one we had dinner on? Mm, or near, like or halfway near. up? Uh, maybe, yeah. yeah. Uh, in the high mountain Atlas range, it is 4,165 metres tall, making it the tallest mountain in the Arab world. Oh, that's mm. pretty cool. Number six. Been there. Been there. <laughs> uh, 
Number six, they have a national holiday called Throne Day. And it is on the anniversary that their current king takes the throne. So obviously it changes uh, whenever a new king is crowned. I see. And it's been the 30th of July since Mohammed VI took the throne in 1999. Mm, uh, the Hassan II Mosque in Casablanca, which we talked about in one episode, is the largest functioning mosque in Africa and the seventh largest in the world. It's Minaret. Yeah. The minaret is the second tallest in the world at 210 metres. And the inside of the mosque has a capacity of 25,000 and can hold a further 80,000 people in the courtyard. Which is crazy. It's insane. So that's, that's 105,000 yeah, people at a go. And that's the seventh largest. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Well, the one in the, the, the largest is the one in Mecca and that can hold over a million. So. Yeah, I've seen photos of that. <laughs> that looks horrible. Um, number eight, the Berbers. People we knew nothing about when we went there. No. But I think I've, I'd love to learn more about them. Yeah, they're definitely. Really fascinating. They're very fascinating. Uh, they are descendants of the first people to inhabit Morocco, defined as the defined as the pre-Arab race that inhabited North Africa. Okay. Uh, it is believed half of the Moroccan population descends from Berbers. Uh, the name uh, was given by the Arabs as an abbreviation of barbarian. Mm-hmm. which they called them because they lived in the mountains and they spoke a language other than Greek or Latin. Interesting. Yeah, so it's not because they were savage or anything So it's like given that. to them by the Arabs? The Arabs call them the Berbers. Barbarians, because they didn't speak Greek or Latin, but yeah. the Arabs don't speak Greek or Latin. Yeah, so they're just speaking some language they unknown. don't understand. Okay. They're some unknown language, yeah. I see. And when you see the writing, you can understand. Yeah. It looks like the alien language for Futurama written down. Language. It's so cool. Uh, number nine, 99% of the population identifies as Muslim, although many, particularly younger, are non-practicing except for Ramadan and other holidays. Yeah, that's kind of a thing around the world at the moment. Well, <laughs> well it's kind of like, you know, a lot of people say they're Christian, but they just do, do, Christmas, do Christmas and Easter, yeah. <laughs> um, the ones where you get days off. Um, number 10, this is the one where kind of kind of feel for Morocco this year with everything yeah. going on. Um, more than half of the Moroccan economy is based in the service sector. And each year, tourism increases by around 5% on the previous year, with 18 million tourists visiting in 2019. So 2020 yeah. may buck that trend. Yeah. Um, and two little bonus ones. Um, Morocco is the largest exporter of sardines in the world, <laughs> which isn't a surprise when you go anywhere near the sea. No. And in Moroccan culture, the liver is considered the centre of love instead of the heart. Mm. Fair. So there you go. There we go indeed. That's Morocco. God, I can't, I can't remember. I've forgotten half of those because I wrote that about five weeks ago. <laughs> um, so there you are, that's Morocco. Yeah. There we go. Um, Tales of the cat that went to the Sahara Desert on Camelback. <laughs> you wouldn't know now, which is sleeping upside down. <laughs> um, yeah, so that was the longest. We've been in that country longer than any other by this point at that point yes. yeah because it was a month and our next destination was rushing through oh no, we did stop a bit in Spain obviously we covered that in the Spain episode yeah. and then through the south of France into Italy yes which is what we'll be touching on next, next week. week cool 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 um, so yeah I think that's about it um, you can catch us no this let's start again rather this podcast is available on all major podcast platforms. It's mm-hmm. also available on YouTube. If you want to watch it there, uh, please do like, share, subscribe, re- uh, review. Five stars, please. 
um, <laughs> and only nice things were sensitive. Um, we're on Facebook and Instagram at Catavan UK. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can email us at Catavan UK at gmail.com. There you go, thank you. And we have a Redbubble store. We do, yes, which is under the name Catavan. Um, and anything that you see on Instagram or Facebook that you'd like to have as your own, let me know and I'll add it to there. Christmas is coming. Christmas is coming. Need those toys. Um, as is Halloween, if you think some of my pictures are particularly terrifying. I mean, we do have a black cat. Uh, yes, yes mm. we do. Those mm-hmm. are very handsome pictures of this black cat. <laughs> okay. Uh, but yes. So thank you very much for listening. Yes. Come back next time for Italy. <laughs> if you've had enough of Morocco. Remember, yeah. we do have Morocco videos and a tips and tricks video just for Morocco itself. Yes, that's very true. It's pretty long yes, and quite it? rambly, as are most of our things. But Yeah, but I, I like to feel quite detailed. Yeah. To, and anything, if you're planning on driving or even vis- visiting Morocco, yeah. check out the videos on YouTube. Thank you very much for listening. Yes, we'll and see we'll you s- next time. Yeah. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.